Beautiful listeners, you know we love you, and we appreciate all the support you've given us to this point. If you would like to further support us in our art, in our effort to allow these wonderful conversations to continue to take place, head over to patreon.com slash inside the sound. Well, hey there, beautiful listeners. Welcome back inside the sound. This is Michael. And this is Ryan. And uh, for starters, I must say, I don't know that I've ever met or heard of a person that loves their own music more than you do. You got to start right at the gate with the, I don't know what you're, you're possibly talking about. I have a healthy appreciation for my, for my art and thusly want to share it with the world. Uh, I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a knock against me in any way. It, it was requested that we be very candid in this particular <laughs> conversation. I really, and that was it. something I felt that. That was what I was thinking in that moment. You know, as a certain someone likes to say, uh, back to the the star of the show, we'd like to, you know, we have a special guest actually joining us. It's not just us bickering. We actually have someone <laughs> right. here to, to communicate right. with that we are really excited to, to have uh, come back on. Would you care to reintroduce yourself to our beautiful listeners? Hello, I am Suzanne, etc. And I am a multimedia artist and filmmaker, actress, model, etc. And I'm back. The multi-talented, the enigmatic, Suzanne, etc. You got an extra long crowd noise because the last time we uh, there was technical difficulty, we didn't have the crowd thing figured out. Oh, thank you. So when there were when you say there were quote technical difficulties, yeah, I mean you you didn't do your job. That's what I mean. <laughs> was that me or was that you not pushing a button? No, I'm pretty sure it was time. back then. It was you doing it. I'm pretty sure because we met her last year. We met you last year, right, Suzanne? I think yeah, yeah, definitely. I have, I have no concept of time some, at this point, so <laughs> I don't know what year it is. Since you have no concept of time, do you just like sort of exist in the present moment all the time? Is that kind of what your modus operandi? Um, sometimes it's in the past. Sometimes okay. it might be in the future. Um, I don't know what button I press, but sometimes it is, <laughs> you know, zap back and forth and in circles. I love it. That's, that's fascinating. <laughs> Thank you. It I didn't ask for it. Thought. It is an interesting <laughs> thought though. Uh, I was actually thinking about that not too long ago, the, the ability we have with our consciousness to operate in the past or in the future. And I'm like, how uh, much yeah. time do I actually spend in the moment? I'm not sure. 
Yeah, no, I definitely have to try and, um, I suppose do that more, but I do feel like I'm in the moment. I just, um, you know, why not pretend that I was born in the eighties and not the nineties and, you know, things like that. (laughs) So why don't I go back there? Uh, as someone who was born in the eighties, uh, you didn't miss out on much. I mean, Reagan and the Soviet union and, uh, well, actually the music was pretty good. So, yeah, I mean, that's why I go there. I just go there to discover music. Yeah. It's actually good, good air for that. And, uh, you know, different fashion. And I feel like you could see that trickling into existence in 2022 as well. So maybe, Oh, for sure. You know. Some of that's coming back in a big way. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's 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 the eighties again. I'm happy about it. I actually got to give props to Ryan because you know he feels like I do this so little, but I I was really hooked on like nineties music. It's just where I mentally was like in this space, and uh, it was actually Ryan who's been a big influence on like especially like eighties metal and 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 like rock and roll and stuff from that period of time. Uh, this guy is all over it. Like it's his it's his jams. And so, uh, you know, it's in, it's endearing to him, so it endears itself to me. And, uh, you know, I actually have a better appreciation of it because of this guy right here. No, I love that. How's that for being I candid, I will Ryan? say this. I will say this. Um, the one thing about the 80s that I don't want to return is the glam look that the, the 80s metal bands went Oh, I love for. that. I mean, sometimes I want my hair to look like that, and I just really let it go fucking crazy for like a minute. <laughs> I just I don't know how or why that started. I I feel like it leather was, pants. I mean, I feel pants like when you're with high top sneakers and the feathered <laughs> hair with I mean, you know, sex drugs and rock and roll. It just happens. I feel like that's just how it happens, and that environment just feels right. You just let your hair go a little crazy. Be. You know, don't sleep for a few days. Fuck it up. <laughs> I don't know. It must have felt right for them. I mean, I'm all for letting the hair grow. I'm all for, you know. Just throw some dry shampoo in it, you know. <laughs> I'm like, how long did it take? How long did it take to get that look, though? I mean, it was. I feel like the, if you just back comb your hair. The blush. I, there was a lot of makeup going on there as well for the guys, which I didn't know how to feel about that. Why you don't wear makeup? No, I'm more of a natural beauty. Oh, okay. So to speak. Yeah, I mean, I, I can really. tell. No makeup, but lots of jewelry, right? Am I right? Oh, it's, you got um, to do that. I'm down for the man, the man bling, like the man jewelry. I, I like, I don't wear any right now at the moment because I'm broken poor. No, I just, I don't know. I, I like that stuff. I think it's cool, man. You don't oh, have I to love it. The hundred percent natural look. There's something to it, you know. I mean, this doesn't mean you can't sparkle. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> sparkle. Mix a little glitter into it. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, what is it with the, the glitter? Like the glitter is everywhere and isn't it bad for our environment and things? Okay. Well, it's fine. I just, you know. Oh yeah. It actually probably is honestly a little bits of plastic getting into the waters. I mean, I feel like it's that television show euphoria really influencing the <laughs> glitter and rhinestones Oh man! and everybody, that- you know, wishes they were on, you know, 
drugs in it in high school for some reason. I, I like the show, but I don't I don't know. <laughs> I don't I don't really wear a lot of glitter, but um I do love jewelry, so you know, I'll let that sparkle, but I'm not really a glitter person. I like the show though. I'm not like dissing it or anything. Do you happen to, I bet you have some lotion with some glitter in it, huh, Michael? Just for, you know, maybe when you're up on stage performing or you got something special. special I thought we were going to be candid. I thought we weren't going to pedal eyes, Brian. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate you guys. I appreciate the candidness. We're just being real here. Yeah, no, and it's mutual, Suzanne. We appreciate you because you you're 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 a pure channel, and this is one of the things we appreciate about you so much is uh, there's there's no there's no layer of bullcrap, and uh, I guess I can swear in my own show. Bullshit. It's no layer of bullshit. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sorry. I think I swore earlier too. No, I would prefer if you would increase the amount of your swearing. That would be great. Oh, okay, that's uh, um. <laughs> we want everyone to bring their real self to this conversation to these conversations and we um we try to do the same thing it's be in the moment yeah so filtering is not really conducive to that and in my opinion so we're not going to censor people we want people to express themselves the way they normally would another thing um michael brought it up people were kind of intrigued on a certain level by you and your last appearance uh, the feedback that we got i'm not sure i'm not sure what it was in particular i think they just liked the fact that you were unapologetically yourself maybe michael what do you think i'd agree with that i think uh, but yeah there was a little bit of intrigue there that uh uh we've definitely heard back from other people that that uh, have responded well to that episode so yeah, I don't know. Well, I, I appreciate that. I, I was definitely like a bit nervous and um, I'm not going to totally lie. That was, I think it was my second podcast or my first podcast. I don't know. I've only done a couple. So it was, it just kind of, you know, came out like a word vomit kind of thing. So I'm glad that it was <laughs> good. You don't have to, you don't have to downplay it. Obviously we're number one in your heart so (laughs) oh absolutely um and it's understandable because we're always looking at this thing from our end which is from the asking the questions and maybe to uh, in a certain certain way but to think about just showing up and answering any number of random questions from strangers might be a little nerve wracking and daunting. Yeah. It's strange. I mean, you have to do it a couple times, you know, so it's like a, a bike, you know, I don't want to fall off of it. So gotta kind of keep pedaling. I don't know if that made sense, but. <laughs> oh, Ryan knows all about pedaling. He pedals lies and false ideas and propaganda quite a bit. So he knows plenty about pedaling, but no, it, it's, it is, it is something that just, it's just, practice it's just like like you said riding a bike yeah <laughs> no i know about guitar pedals no. <laughs> i know about well you know what we've learned to um 
We've learned to leave just a brief moment of silence for people that may be wondering because there is a tendency to talk over each other. There is a tendency to talk over people like Suzanne when they're getting their thoughts out. So we leave that brief moment of silence to kind of... I feel like I've spoken over. Okay, I might have. It's possible. <laughs> I, you know, I'm very in the moment myself, so I don't really know. <laughs> it's, not, it's not very scripted, that's part right? Of, it's just, that's part of the conversation, though. I mean, you're gonna your words might slightly overlap mine and vice versa, and that's okay. Unless you're doing it, it to it's me. It's okay. <laughs> oh, no. I can. <laughs> I don't know how to respond. It's okay. Sometimes oh, silence is are. the appropriate answer. Yeah. Yeah. No that's, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I I like silence, probably more so than a lot than most people. I think. Me too. I enjoy the silence most definitely. Because usually, if it's if there's a silence, it means there's not another human being anywhere in the vicinity. Yeah, no, I definitely enjoy that too. I don't, I don't like being around people. <laughs> people are Mike overrated. Also falling into the void. People are overrated, huh? <laughs> no, I mean, I, <laughs> I no, I love people. I'm very people oriented for sure. Like I'm, uh, I get energized. There's something about that because you know what. While while the mo the majority of people that I run into in a day to day basis are surface level conversations, there's always the gem, you know, that where they're not expecting me and I'm not expecting them. But by dealing with more people, I find more of those kinds of people, and there's actually a lot of them out there. Um, a lot of them also don't like people. I'm finding. <laughs> so uh because you know it's just people are people right like we're we're very difficult to deal with aren't we yeah um yeah i like cats a lot <laughs> um i feel like i'm very much a people person too i can definitely be a social butterfly um but just since covid happened i feel like it's kind of impacted me in a lot of ways and one of those ways being that I really enjoy isolating and not being around people. <laughs> I feel like I create my best work when I'm alone in isolation, have like a few days to really get into it and like forget about time, forget about everything unless it's something that I'm dwelling and spiraling about, just let it go let yourself go a little bit like just go off the deep end for like a minute and like things definitely come to be pretty well in the creative realm that way for me at least i i do okay with structure but when i'm like on a creative like binge or something i don't know what what you could really compare it to you know it's good to just kind of for a few days just let it go but, you know, I don't know. 
when you're on one of these creative, uh, I don't know, sabbatical or well, yeah, I don't know what to call it. Cause I, I can, I can re- I can certainly relate. Like there are times when I lose track of time and, um, uh, you know, for me, usually it's, it's playing an instrument that does this to me. Um, and I'll, I'll just, I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want anyone interrupting me. I don't want like anything. I just want to not have any responsibilities and just focus on engaging the art form. Um, and I had a question with this and I've, and I've, Oh, uh, when you, <laughs> when you, um, yeah. What, like when you're in these States, what, uh, what do you do to like, um, what do you do to like get in to like, how do you zone in? So to speak, like, how do you, is there a, do you have a specific process or do you have like a, a routine that you do to engage yourself so that you can, you know, whatever, cocoon up a bit before you blossom with the art you know like what is there something specific that you do um hmm, well i can't give away all my secrets but i I definitely um i don't know if there's really a routine um or a ritual about it i kind of just go with how i'm feeling and just listen to a lot of music, you know, whatever is inspiring me, I'll dwell on that, whether it's good or bad, really just feel the emotions that I need to feel for whatever it is that I'm creating. And just, it's kind of like when you're doing research for something maybe, and you just kind of, um, you know, do that for a few days to really get into the topic or whatever it is. And I mean, if I'm working on a concept and it's something that just comes to me right then or there or soon before, I just have to kind of run with it. And it's better if I, you know, don't have to like fit it in my schedule and I can just really dive into it and like let my sleep schedule go. Like all of this probably sounds really unhealthy and it maybe it is, but, you know, I just really (laughs) get into it yeah just let things go like you know like i don't know it's hard to explain but i mean there's things that are involved always that are common factors that are needed like music sometimes it's films and i'll just kind of watch them over and over like listen to certain songs over and over I don't do it like habitually or anything. I mean, maybe it's habitual. I really don't know. It just kind of happens. And then I just go with it. That's really the important part. Once it starts, you just have to keep going with it. And, you know, it might be a few days of like chaos and like disorganized thinking in some, you know, ways, but just have to keep like funneling that thought um yeah so like it depends on like what the project is too i'm all for going off the deep end (laughs) oh man i think you will know that michael yeah talk about being on doing things in unhealthy ways and messing up the sleep schedule yeah I feel like it helps. It really helps. (laughs) Like um, my doctor would probably like not like that, you know, like 
that doesn't it doesn't it's not good advice like please don't take this as advice <laughs> like please you know like i like <laughs> thank you honestly, for saying that like, disclaimer, disclaimer yeah yeah disclaimer like don't do this at home like um don't get ideas like please don't copy me like it's not what i'm not really trying to not advocating for not advocating for this behavior at all really i mean it's just it's what happens to me you know um and if i was a healthy person maybe i wouldn't do that but if i didn't do that and like let myself go insane because that's the thing too i've had you know i'm sure people think i'm crazy but you know it's a part of the process of being able to like just think of certain things and really form certain concepts. You kind of have to go a little bit crazy. Um, as some would say, I don't like that word really at all, but cause I think that's like rude and that's like, you know, shaming people. And I don't like people that shame mental illness and things like that. So it's not what I'm trying to do either, but the, you know, that's my process. It's really not healthy for maybe like mental health experts and stuff. It would be seen as like unsafe and things, but um, it's what works for me. And I feel like a lot of artists have done that too. It's not just, you know, I feel like that is something that helps creative energy is to really just allow yourself to be unwell in some ways. Hmm. You, and, know, you know, just mess up the sleep um, schedule. I think uh, I know what you mean uh, when you were talking about the usage of the word crazy, but just for the purpose of this particular moment, I, I get it because I, I've always identified myself as a little bit crazy just because in the, in the sense of the, the way I operate. Um, and it feels to me like a lot of creatives have the same perception of themselves as well. I don't know what that is. I, like, it's kind of a weird thing. I don't, maybe it just is an element of creative people's minds work a little different. Yeah. And for most people they would look at it as abnormal and the only way that that it can be labeled in a lot of people's minds is crazy maybe yeah i mean for example um i think it was what 20 i don't even know um when charlie sheen was in the headlines and people were really shaming him for mental illness to i was fascinated by that and i actually have a tattoo that is hashtag winning yes winning because i i just really loved winning. that and i loved that energy i feel like a lot of people were judgmental and they were you know calling him crazy and mental you know shaming him with a mental illness and, and people do the same thing to kanye west i think that is terrible to do um you know you shouldn't do that um i just feel like some people like when they funnel energy it comes out as erratic and it's really just passion and i i totally love that a lot of people might say oh you're manic this that maybe it's bipolar disorder like they were doing with charlie sheen and kanye west and it's really just energy you know and it's raw and it's unhinged and people are too comfortable 
they're not used to that. And, you know, so they can only rationalize it as people being mentally unwell when they just are not really wired that way where they can handle that. And um, again, maybe my viewpoint can be seen as unhealthy or unsafe to some people, you know, like mental illness is a hot topic these days too, which it should be. I feel like people shouldn't shame mental illness and really should try to understand it. But um, I think it's wrong to, you know, call these kinds of thought processes crazy and things like that. But so that's why I, I say, oh, you know, it's a little crazy or something, but it's really not in my opinion. It's just people sometimes have those moments. And I feel like it's something you need to take advantage of. And a lot of people are afraid of doing that and they just kind of, you know, call it mental illness. I'm laughing to myself inside, Michael, because of the last conversation we had. Just you and me, we ta addressed a lot of these things. And how, how we've gone through some things with our mental states and how, how sometimes some of the, the most creative things you've ever done come in those moments. Yeah which is sometimes they're oh, yeah. not sometimes they're not correlated but sometimes they are and um i don't know it's just oh go ahead no i was just say i totally agree with you i feel like that is you know it's when you're most unfiltered i feel like a lot of artists when they go through those moments obviously you know that's what makes it so raw and like hard for some people to process but I feel I totally agree with you. I uh, I don't want to like unload here, but I've like go I for feel it. This bubble. Time, no, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to be a little more uh, precise because you've touched on some things, Suzanne. That I mean, like I've been shamed in my own life in this for this exact thing that you're talking about, this manic energy thing. Um, it it was not okay and nobody really around me other than a few people like ryan and a few of my other closest friends even understood or cared to understand uh so like it hits me kind of hard but the other the thing that i you know we talk about well ryan mentioned like late what we've talking about like labels okay so like it's something that is hard to understand and so it's really easy for outside people or normies or whatever you want to call them to, to <laughs> normies um it's hard for them to understand so the only label that's that can encompass it that they can even begin to approach it is that crazy label yeah that, uh that we're, they're talking about but it doesn't really you know and actually i want to kind of like go back to what you said about the sleep schedule thing because this is something very specific that no because I, I in fact in some of my lyrics even like I address this not being able to sleep thing because uh, it's very real for me tell me about it, uh, me about it man. <laughs> let me tell you about it Ryan so um, and, and the only way that I can label it and, and what I try to do is you know there's there's the polarity right there's there's different types of energy there is a 
there's an energy to order and sunlight and there's an energy to chaos and darkness and it's like it's like chaos magic it's like chaos energy that even though it can be kind of dark and like you said it can be kind of like unhealthy sometimes like i've had bouts where it's like i literally cannot sleep at all and i'll go through a whole 24-hour period without sleeping but it's like there's some ideas that 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 spring from that that chaotic background that are just oh, yeah. like golden goose eggs like they're just they're incredible and some of my best work some of my best songs i've, I've written while completely just a wreck yeah and no, i feel like me too yeah <laughs> This, I mean, that's fabulous. Like, it's the best, honestly, in my opinion, because it's just so unfiltered. You're not really judging yourself. You're really feeling that energy. And maybe that's why you can't sleep. It's something you have to get out to because I'll like sometimes be sleeping and have these great ideas, um, you know, before I can really get to bed. And once I get them out on paper, I can finally rest for a few hours before I wake up to dwell on it more. But it's a lot like, um, I think we used this, if I remember correctly, our last conversation, incubation. Like it's like yeah. there's this yeah. period of time where like it incubates inside of you and then it's like giving birth. It's like it's this, this yes. thing has to come out of you and sometimes it's like sleep schedule be damned. You know what I mean? It's like like my, my well, back when I had the regular <laughs> normal schedule for day day job be damned. I got to call out. Like I just, I have to do this thing. Yes. You know, so I've been there. It happens. Oh, yeah. I mean, it definitely happens. <laughs> I feel like sometimes um, you have your best ideas, too, when you're sometimes in a nine to five because that's not your calling. You're beyond that. So it's as if, it, you know, these ideas are coming out while you're in those situations, too, throwing you off that course because it's not the right one. Um, things like that. It's just, you know, I feel like a lot of artists and creative types get their best ideas when they're doing things that, you know, make them uncomfortable in that way, too. And then you just have to, like, take advantage of those moments. You know, you've, like you've you given me something. You give me a gift, Suzanne, because I, I, I really never thought about it that way. But how actually that can be really important to the creative process is being forced to do something you don't want to do. Yeah. Wow. Be uncomfortable. Like I, I find um, it was something that David Bowie had said that um, to go a bit in the water until your feet can't touch the ground and you're uncomfortable. And that's when the best creations and like best moments will happen. You're really in a place to do something exciting. I'm paraphrasing, but that always stuck with me once I had heard that. So I feel like that's completely relevant. And David Bowie is like forever God, but I mean, or <laughs> I shouldn't say that I'm not trying to be sacrilegious, but you know, he's a very important figure. And I, I do apologize in advance. I, ha I have my cats and they're a bit crazy. So if they, you know, start talking, I apologize on their behalf. They're just excited. They're just helping you channel this energy here. Yeah, no, my one, my one cat gets really jealous when I'm on the phone and things. I should have really oh, like really? gone outside or something, but <laughs> yes, yeah, so she might join us. But I mean, we're being candid, and you know that was the purpose of this. So, you know, she's just trying to help us out. Really, I think is what's going on. It's part of it. The, or are these the dudes meow? Made, there's been <laughs> a lot of. She cameos. wants. She wants. She wants. Yeah, she wants to make a cameo for sure. 
the pets yep. always make cameos how many times does that happen it's just it's become a normal part of this thing you know she's me and a cat is really how i feel like oh, she really? is she's she's <laughs> like she really doesn't get along with anybody <laughs> um she, she'll like really fuck you up she'll bite you like but she's really cool with me because she's like my twin um but yeah she doesn't have patience uh she's just like me um you have to really earn her trust she's you know there's a really interesting energy from cats that were fat that fascinates us as humans that the ancient egyptians had a thing with cats right like there's a reason oh, they why are royal. We're drawn. I, yeah. I worship i worship my cats i definitely feel that that's the right way to live that's what they did then and i i yeah my cats rule me um as they should but they guide me i mean i really do feel that bella has the best intentions maybe she's being a little selfish and you know wants the spotlight a little bit but she really is a guide and i feel like animals and nature and things like that really are um important to like just life you know like they're not, yeah they're cute and things too but they are souls so yeah that's how i feel about animals <laughs> so do they balance each other out if if the uh if that one's a bold one, is the other one the one hiding under a table right now somewhere? No, he he's bold, but in a different way. Um, he just really loves food. Um, he he's more of a cuddle cat. Like he will, he really loves, and he loves hard. And I um, Bella does too, but she's um, you know she's going to probably bite you first. <laughs> So I want, I Don't want to have like off. a whole army of cats, but I can army really only cats. handle two. Oh yeah. If I could have like a whole army of like just different felines and even some dogs, but I love animals, but I only have the two cats for now. I'm more of a, I, I don't know what it is about the normal house cat that I just, I don't know what I'm missing when it comes to them it's like if i were to have a cat i would want to have like a tiger or something like that <laughs> i think that would although it might cost a lot more to feed them i feel like that would be yeah i mean you have to that, that i don't the cat could kill you but maybe that's what makes it so like enticing right have has this fact about that have we talked about this fact ryan that there are more uh there are more tigers in captivity in the state of texas than there are in the wild no, we this is kind of fucked up. I'm not gonna lie. Messed up. It's messed up that they're, you know, what we do to the wild, but like, it's still, I mean, it's just, it's, yeah. Yeah, they are. Big they cats are, are a thing out in Texas. They? Wild and free. Wild and free. Right? <laughs> they're just meant to be. But yeah, I think I've thought about that. Okay, because I like to think about weird things, apparently. That <laughs> you brought it up, you brought it up, Suzanne, that idea that at any moment, this cat could literally kill me. Oh yeah, I feel like that's that's a weird probably the appeal, right? Well, even a house cat under the right circumstances is a lot to handle. The little tiny little eight pound thing, if it doesn't want you to come near it, it good luck. Like it will. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. Bang, Bella will fuck you up. <laughs> Bella will fuck you up. No apologies. No, she doesn't give a fuck at all. Like no. 
She's truly um, a free spirit. She really should have a TikTok or something. Like people do that with their pets, but <laughs> I really don't want it to get to her head. She's already pretty. <laughs> you know, it she's got chill. The ego so already princess. Inflated. Oh, she's definitely a princess. Absolutely, like a princess. I actually grew up with uh, one dog and one cat in my younger years. And it's interesting to observe them and see their their energies and how they're different. They're really different. And in some ways, they're alike. They, they be, I think all creatures want some form of affection. Just cats are just way more into doing it on their terms. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, I feel like all pets want some sort of interaction. If it's not from a human, maybe their own species. But I mean, when things are in captivity, they usually adapt to us humans but animals are very fascinating i've always loved animals but it's funny it's like when you own a cat who's really in captivity is it you or the cat you know yeah it's a it's a balance i feel like it's a it's a balance definitely um my cats keep me grounded if i didn't have my cats i would be like very i don't even know a lot a lot worse than I am now in terms of just impulsivity and things, but so I feel like it's, yeah, it just, I'm a very impulsive person. I would be doing like, if I didn't have my cats to really ground me I, and like keep me, you know, I have to take care of them and things like that. Obviously, you know, if I didn't have that responsibility, I would, I feel like I would be a lot more impulsive and that might be interesting, but you know, I think that they keep me in like captivity a bit. It's like a balance. Impulsive as like, you might just get up and leave the state or like something. Oh like yeah. That or, okay. Oh yeah. Or, or just like, you know, do whatever, whenever, like, yeah, go s- just not really think things through and just do it, which is good sometimes, but I've already done that a bit. I need to, you know, let my cats guide me a bit more. <laughs> So the, yeah, I'm I'm definitely like under their like hold in that way. That's um that's an interesting thought. Um it's something that I've wondered about. Um why there's some people that it seems they're more content to have an extremely scheduled, structured type of life and other people are like i just want to be free to do whatever i want whenever i want and then there's obviously a happy medium you know because i feel like too much of either can be unhealthy yeah um what do you guys think about that um it seems like the creative mind tends toward tends toward the uh wanting to be a little more free but I guess that's not necessarily true because we've met creative people that are super structured as well. Um, I personally feel like too much structure is bad for creativity. Um, But you do need structure to kind of accomplish things. But when I am really running with the concept for at least a moment, I like to kind of lose the structure and let it, take its own shape and like lay the foundation for that structure kind of like 
a building or something, but so a bit of both, but I really don't like structure all that much. And if I do have structure, I like flexibility in that structure. Um, yeah, because I, like I was saying earlier, when I am really first crafting a concept or if something is coming to me, I usually don't like structure and it, you know, you mess up the sleep schedule and go from there. You know, I, I just I, feel like I do better when I'm nocturnal. Like I, nocturnal. I'm very creative. I'm creative at night. Um, I've heard from other uh, <laughs> artist friends of mine that uh, they feel the same way, but I just do better at nighttime. Yeah. I don't know what that, I, I feel the same way as far as I like being up all night. I don't know what it is. I have a real hard time going to sleep. I don't know what it is about like, I'll always find ways to keep myself up. Even if I, you're insane. If dude. I can go and I, to, <laughs> even if I can go to sleep, I'll find something to keep myself up. And I'm like, why am I doing this? I and I apologize. I apologize for throwing the insane label out there. And I don't mean that as a, okay. So understand. I'm you not trying to like season? shame you, but like, no, no. Cause there were times we've been hanging out and it's like, I'm over <laughs> his place and it's like four in the morning and like, bro, I can't, my body's not, he's like, what are you chicken? You know what I mean? Like, even though he's exhausted too, he just, uh, you know, like, like there's, and, and like, you know what, there are times that we just, all right, let's keep talking. Let's, you know, there's something here. Let's keep, you know, nurturing this idea. And some dude, some of our best stuff like has come from, oh, yeah. In, you know, these, these not healthy, it's like we're talking about these chaos sessions, so to speak. Why don't we just introduce a new way of living, which is never sleeping and we'll see how far it goes. <laughs> we'll see how far we can go with it. And as the planes crash from the sky and the, <laughs> and the whole world burns, it'll be a lot more yeah. creative. It'll be hospitals won't run, you know, <laughs> well, like Suzanne was saying, the, this is an advice right no yeah this is if, if everyone is did that it would be bad and right. you know you have to it's everything in moderation like you can't really go forever until you start like dying and you know you'll, you'll eventually pass yeah. out yeah. <laughs> like i mean I've, I've had moments and i really can't do it anymore where i can stay do past 24 hours i really like honestly it makes me feel like physically unwell but when i like you know was 18 i would sleep not sleep for like two days you know especially if you're like hanging out with someone that's creative and working on creative stuff it's like like you were saying like you just keep going like you're both you both can't sleep like sleep deprived you're both kind of tired but you just stay up and like magic happens I, you know, maybe it's like you're killing brain cells and it makes it easier to focus. I'm joking. And that's the only time I'll like clarify that I'm joking. Like I said, I would usually let you guys in the whole world, like believe that I truly, you know, felt that way. But, um, but who knows? I'm not a science person. Maybe that is what's happening. Maybe we're just killing our brain cells, but, um, like a little bit of sleep deprivation, I feel like never, you know, can't hurt but i feel like past 24 hours maybe take a nap but cat nap but like i said this <laughs> is not advice i shouldn't even be like giving that advice like i don't i, I don't yeah, condone like, that i do not condone gonna, it like you should definitely get eight hours hear, of sleep. Uh, 
there's been a spell of young children passing out at school <laughs> and we could like trying find to stay out up. they listen to the show they've been listening yeah. to the show and trying to implement and we don't want a lawsuit like at least if it's not benefiting advice. us no you know, there is another it. element there is another element about not wanting to go to sleep at least for me since i've had an existential crisis about certain things it's like what if i don't wake up i do that too all the time for some reason <laughs> um, there is a there literally has been times where, where i'm so i don't know i get in this state where i'm like what if i go to sleep and i don't wake up Guys. no i become very fearful of sleep too yeah, i don't know this, maybe this we're is just what, paranoid. this is what scares me guys what if i go to sleep and i do wake up in a different reality that's just slightly different and i can't tell the difference because it's I somewhere mean, on the other end of the world you know what i'm saying what if that like, happened what, what this that? morning man what if that happened i know that's what i'm saying what if we're, what if that doesn't sound fun to you <laughs> it can it does sound exciting and other times i think that uh man this one this one i could have woken up one with the bigger bank account but oh yeah i mean but maybe it's you know like trying to teach you something you know it's like a life path you're on stop trying to guide me into this awesome future Suzanne. that's fantastic <laughs> no that's no you're right i have you no, guys yeah. contemplated that lately i hate to go here i really do but uh no you don't the afterlife like there was a point in time where i was so sure you know what i'm gonna live on after this my consciousness is gonna live on therefore i can be on the freeway and i can be going 120 miles per hour and you know because if i die oh well right i'm gonna live on and then i started entertaining other ideas and i'm like wait a minute what if what if when you die it really is over and when your consciousness ends and then all of a sudden i'm like oh man i can't i can't be as reckless yeah no that's me as i've gotten older i used to like really not fear a lot growing up um i feel like maybe it's kind of normal though you know being more fearless as a young person not that we're not still young but you know that's honestly like like a whole other topic you know that age is just a number but um anyways um and i don't mean that like in a in a gross way where you know you're like trying to like hit on young girls and saying that because that's really not acceptable <laughs> but um <laughs> you're saying you're not trying to hit on the old dudes i get it i know it's fine you're good Oh, no, that's, I mean, I'm not saying that I haven't done that, but. Um, <laughs> candid. Bringing the candid. I literally love this so much. I love this conversation so much. I mean, I'm just saying, like, if it was the other way around, you know, like, you know, I'm not, don't go after anyone under 18 because that is. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, people have said that before, age just a number, you know, and like, you know, she's 16. But, anyways, I don't. When know. it comes to that, when it comes to that, we would a hundred percent agree with you. And if there is one thing that we can, a piece of advice that we can give to guys out there, that would be one of them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's like age is just a number, you know, isn't really the best advice. It's, I've heard it before though. If you get what I'm saying, but I think that's just something old people tell themselves so they don't feel bad about the fact they're getting old. Um, I honestly do feel like I've met people that are, um, much older than me that have ha had young spirits so I, I i do agree that age is sometimes irrelevant but you know like i'm not i'm just saying i i also feel that maybe a lot of like 
people that take advantage of younger people have the same logic. So it's not really, it's not good in all circumstances to feel that way. <laughs> like, but we'll, we'll keep um, it in the positive, the positive. Yeah. yeah. You know what you're mean, though, as far as, <laughs> um, I feel like as we, far as, uh, because I've thought about this too. It's like, is there a moment in time where you can choose to quote, become an adult? And I'm not saying that you should be irresponsible and, you know, act like a child in every aspect of your life for your entire life, but kind of like that, that, uh, unbridled, maybe creative, positive energy. Some people kind of just let it go at some point. Anyway, that's what um, when you bring that up, that's what I'm thinking of, Suzanne. I don't know. I mean, no, I hope that no one lets it go, regardless of any factors. Were you but making another point before we got uh, a bit sidetracked on the whole age is just a number of meaning? Like, we're not trying to say it's this, but I feel oh, like no, you're saying, I mean, but. I, I was just like making, I mean, I feel like R. Kelly said that that was really the gist of what I was getting at. So, like, please oh. don't do that. But, um, I think didn't he have a song called that? Age is just a number or something. I, or is I, it someone else? I remember the it song about the Jeep. Not. I remember the song about I the Jeep. Not. And uh, I mean, I, I, I like R. Kelly music. Oh yeah, I mean, R. Kelly is I, he has some good music, but you know, just the I, idea was maybe a little bit um, not his greatest work at all. But kind of a creep. No, I, I <laughs> musically great. You know, it's funny, dude. Ryan, when you talk about like wanting to grow yeah. up. Um, <laughs> like I don't know how to do that. I'm still trying to figure that out. But but no, this is this is an archetypal like you know about you know Peter Pan and and the Lost Boys. There's there's something connected in that story about that, right? And uh, I've heard it said that well, like this culture that we actually live in encourages. Uh, man, I'm gonna get the 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 term wrong. Neoteny, neopathy. I'm saying I'm saying it wrong, and I don't have anything to Google to confirm the pronunciation. But neoteny or neopathy or whatever the word is that I can't say is the process of where like you don't actually reach maturity. Like there's certain kinds of tadpoles that that might never mature to the frog. You know what I mean? I mean, I feel and, like I've dated a lot of guys like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you know what I'm saying, and and it's that the culture sort of encourages Where's the line, this. Though? Where's the line there? Like, what's the determining factor of that? Well, you know? I feel like uh, I feel like this is why psychedelic drugs are illegal because they encourage maturity and there's there was a line man it was a rite of passage you know as a human you would go through this experience of the psychedelic experience i don't think it's for everybody i'm not preaching for everybody i've never even done it but but i i and people this is not advice it's not yeah, advice. No, none of this this whole episode please not don't advice. do it behind <laughs> but i just i really about a lot of ideas yeah it's an idea you're not giving any advice 18 plus but 18 plus yeah, but like that's the, the only actual piece of a, a strong advice that we could give <laughs> is the 18 plus thing i have some strong <laughs> advice and uh it, it's to uh don't follow my advice but i i yeah. just <laughs> i like that 
I, thank you. Well, uh, I live I by that advice. Came up so. with that on the on the spot. I know. So in other words, you do listen, and I love that you listen to me, bro. It means a lot to me that you because sometimes you act like you don't listen, but I know you're really listening. And uh, he also likes to act like he's too cool to care, and then he'll let little like phrases slip out that lets me know that he actually like he cares a lot and he loves me like a brother. And he's he's very. What does that even about mean? It. I'm just uh, mean I just I really cool love that you care. You know you cool cool like I'm a tough care. guy. What is that? I don't have feelings. Is that why you can't sleep at night? I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's why busy Michael thinking about what he told you. He's busy. Oh me! Oh, I thought you talked about him. I would. I would have answered you. Say You're both thinking about your conversations with each other, and it's just you know that's why you come on here and yell at each other because it was all you, it kept you up. Well, it keeps us up like and, these, um, these conversations with with the guests and like because they they're great. I mean, honestly, you know what, Suzanne? In, a way, in his world, I would believe that he, that would keep him up. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Ryan! Really, really? I would. We're gonna be <laughs> candid. We're gonna, more peddling lies here over here. I had a point I was gonna make before I got sidetracked on, Ryan on harassing care Ryan. About what I say? Yeah, exactly. Uh, thank you for acknowledging. Watching attorney sweating <laughs> beads of sweat. <laughs> I hate you so much. Um, I really thank you for that image. I really, um, but I, I just back to my point about drugs. Uh, I, just, oh, no. I think, no, I, I just, you know what? We've brought up some really, really, I, I don't know if extreme is the word. <laughs> like none of this is until you pass out drugs. <laughs> um, driving no. 120 miles per hour on the I'm not freeway, saying acid. not caring. I'm not saying do uh, acid. Guys that are going after women that are underage. What else? Is there anything else we want to bring up here? While we're <laughs> I'm not saying oh, that I'm acid. Sure something will come up. I'm not saying acid is the way to go. Okay, guys. I'm just saying that like there <laughs> are natural substances that um, you know our ancestors partook in, and oh, there yeah. wasn't this taboo. And there was, uh, you know, one of the things when you take mushrooms at a low dose is you get better at edge detection. You can, your sight improves. And it was an evolutionary advantage, I think, probably. Yeah, I do, I do that instead of going to the eye doctor, but I don't know if it's worked out well for me. <laughs> I'm joking. I do the same thing. I just <laughs> I didn't want to I, would, I, should, I really shouldn't clarify when I'm joking, but... Yeah. <laughs> I I do it. I know Michael is microdosing on psilocybin right now. He if I had access, I would probably slowly microdose. Trying but I, to, he's trying to throw the hint out there, but he won't completely. Like the universe will bring it to me when when the universe brings it to me. Truth. I'm not. I'm not. I have. I can claim. I you know. Listen. I'm I'm a fan of cannabis. I will admit that publicly. But I've never done any anything uh, in way of mushrooms or or ayahuasca. I definitely I definitely want to have an ayahuasca experience. No no, anyone that's listened to me or knows me at all knows that that's something that's that's on my horizon somewhere but like um these things are you gonna go down to south america and lick one of those toads too not the toad no i'm not doing the toad because that's that's no. it's it's an animal i don't want to like come on it's not poor toad doesn't like that you know what i'm saying respect the yeah, toad. I th yeah i think that's why he's he's uh, you're pissing him off that's in your licking the poison yeah but i mean that's kind of sounds like a fun thing to do i feel like you know <laughs> it could be fun could be very I mean, bored for I just I just like the way it movies. sounds. You know, you're you're just taking poison. Well, there is such a thing as a uh, like uh, ordeal poisons that um, they put you through a near death experience, 
And you, it's similar to a psychedelic experience in that you come out the other end of it with some gained perspectives, for sure. That's a real thing. And there are cultures that have shamanic religions that are based on ordeal poisons. That's, that's, a, that's a real... Is a gained perspective that you really don't want to die? I feel like I'll just turn on the radio. Sure, I'll probably have a near-death experience. The radio? Yeah, I'll just listen Terrestrial to... Terrestrial FM radio? Yeah, the... Yeah, I'll like listen to like top forty. Yeah, something like that, and I feel like I, I might get you know my heart rate up, and not in a good way to the point where I might have a near death experience. I have, is that is that what you're talking about? Yes, we both had similar near death experiences for that exact reason. Ordeal poison. Uh, yeah, via radio waves. Radio waves. Oh, okay. It's it's so it's it's a common thing I think. <laughs> You're not the only one who's experienced it. That's good. That makes me feel better. Yeah, that and you know what? That's also part of of these conversations. Is you know they'll listen. People will listen to them and be like, you know what? I guess I'm not the only one. Yeah, no, that's good. I really hope that it helps somebody. But like I said, don't take the our advice because you know it may not help you. I definitely won't, Suzanne. I will not take your advice. That's it. good. But instead of E C E T C, it should be M D. <laughs> Suzanne, based MD. on this conversation. Yeah. Oh no, I don't want to be a doctor. That sounds like a lot of responsibility. I'm already responsible for so much, and that you know doesn't require going to like the hospital and helping other people. And, uh, you know, like, I don't like that. That sounds like a lot of responsibility for other people's lives. Although, I mean, maybe we are, like, somehow responsible for people's lives. We don't realize it. I don't want to willingly take on that responsibility. (laughs) Yeah, I I know what you mean there. That's one one bad decision could affect someone's health for the foreseeable. Yeah, I couldn't live with myself. future, Future. Yeah, I I already lose sleep, you know. I don't want yeah, to we're already sleep staying up as it is. Yeah, right, that would I would that would really be haunting. Uh, well, thanks. Welcome to my life, guys. I'm a parent, so I mean. Oh man! One bad decision. I got young ones. They're they're the babies. It's they're gonna they rely on me, you know, in a way. Um, my decisions affect them, you know. So it's. It's fascinating. I'm not. I'm not, not. Wouldn't be much of a doctor though. I'm really glad that there are other people who want to actually like physically cut open people because I'm not one of those people that wants to be that. I don't want to do that. Not at all. Yeah, me either. That um, is a different. That is different type of thing to do, man. You got to be wired different for that. I feel like. Yeah, I kind of fear those people. It sounds dangerous. <laughs> like I don't know how someone could be so comfortable with that. But I mean, like you know, maybe they they are truly <laughs> passionate about like saving people's lives, and it's not really, you know, thrilling for them. But oh yeah, I'm sure there is an element of the of thrill, though, isn't? I mean, they, they practice on dead people, so at least when they get oh, to that thing, kind of, there is an element of I'd have no idea how people can do that, where they do research on the cadavers and all that stuff. Yeah, I'm not I a just, science person. I, I could never. When I was in high school, they uh, they made us watch a hip rip 
replacement surgery. Oh shit. From start to finish. And after seeing that, I definitely know I could never do that. I have no idea how, and honestly, I did learn the human body is extremely resilient as well. Cause that mm. was some traumatic stuff going on there. Definitely. But anyway, <laughs> no, thanks for, yeah. Thank you for presenting us have that image mental image. <laughs> no, Ryan, really. I think it's, it's your ability to paint such a wonderful picture that people love and appreciate about our show. Yeah, it was the sawing of the bone and the... Oh, God, you know. stop. Just stop. Can't can't do it. I can't. I definitely... That would have been like... A, I would have been... A, I skipped school that day, man. Because even back then, I would have known. Like, no, hell no. No, uh-uh. Uh-uh. I want none of that. I want to see none of that in my life. Isn't that terrible? It's so, like, afraid of death. And th- I'm not th- I mean, maybe I'm afraid of death. I don't know. But it's like, I really don't want to see a human... Like, I, would, I wouldn't mind going hunting... And 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 this actually, it's completely given out. Yeah, man, you broke it. You broke my mic stand. That's fine. I gave it to you anyway, because uh, it was broken. But you broke it. Was it was a crappy one. You broke you it. Said that later. And it was a crappy one anyway. Because you broke it, and it became crappy. But I, I what definitely. Well, I mean, I love animals. I really do. But at the same time, I think I think going on a hunting experience would be good for me in some way because like we're so removed from death. In, but I, I don't. I definitely don't want to see surgery. Like I, that's not not for me. There's something about it, it being a person that that for some reason makes it weird for me. So I don't know. I can't explain that. Why that difference? I just I don't need it. I took part in the slaughtering of a pig. Oh God! Moment, you know the gun was. Oh no! Placed to the head of the pig until it was bacon, Ugh. and that was to me not. I just, I don't need to be part of it. Yeah. It's just very weird. I've known you almost two decades I know and I didn't people, know that it's just thing that you did. It's normal, but for some people just to do that all the time, but I don't know, man, just not for me. But yet I still yeah. enjoy bacon, which. Oh yeah. Bacon. I don't know. I really wasn't expecting the conversation to turn in this direction. <laughs> this conversation whatsoever. has gone in very, very weird ways today. It I wouldn't really call is. it weird. I would call it unique. I would call, I don't know. I just, I, I just, I really enjoy the, what you spark in us here, Suzanne. Like really, it, it's just, it's, you bring a certain energy that, that uh, is, is absolutely unique to you. Is it the chaos energy? I think so. Oh, I know what I was going to say. I was going to say, because, you know, Suzanne, we talked earlier about like, okay, you don't like the numbers, right? Like the one to 11 scale, whatever I arbitrary throughout. And then I gave you a color scale and you picked red. Um, I think there's like maybe a, there's, there's this order chaos scale thing. And I think some of us tip toward the chaos, but we still need order in our lives. And a lot of people you know, kind of lean toward the order side of things. Uh, and yet they still want chaos in their life. They go out and they get drunk from time to time. You see what I'm saying? I think, I think there are people that we don't realize we need all different types of energies, but we sort of lean one way or the other. Do, would you agree? Would I agree? Um, I, I, yeah, no, I definitely think so. Like I could never be like very, like I was saying early, very structured, um, I feel like that would kill my creative side. Um, but you know, I feel like it's it, a little bit is needed, but yeah, I feel like I tip probably, you know, 
a little bit more chaotic, which may not be, like I said, I don't necessarily think that's, you know, the way it should be, but it's just how it is for me. Oops. That's okay. I also think, you know, Ryan, you've, you've in the past, you've talked about like energies I, I, and like negative and positive associations. That sounded like a rotary phone ring. I totally sound like an old school it's phone. It's kind of my thing. I mean, that's kind of my thing if you've seen my red film. So I feel like maybe that was supposed to happen. It's Does chaos. We're talking have about a cord chaos. on it. Does yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Cord on it? Corded, wow, like it a was. curly cord, like one of these, a little curly. Oh, yeah. That's great. It was, it was while we were speaking of chaos. I feel like, you know, that was <laughs> red chaos phone. But like, I feel like there's there's good chaos and there is bad chaos. Like, I think there's actually not just one kind of chaos energy. Oh, I think bad. there's a, I mean, a spectrum, you know? There is. Um, but, you know, and I've definitely experienced chaos that was like very unhealthy. Um, mm-hmm. But the process of going through that is like a lot of good things came from it for sure just kind of like you know how we were saying um kind of veering off the path of sanity a lot of people might call it delusional and things like that i feel like sure it is but how are that's the how a lot of great creative concepts are born is through delusion and i feel like that's been the case for artists for centuries um it's just a matter of to um like out of the box thinking or maybe grandiose thinking you know it might be grandiose like i have no idea because i'm not judging that but i've had other people that may not have been the best for my creative health but they were more of looking after what I suppose they thought was my mental health tell me, you know, Oh, you're a bit delusional. You're a bit paranoid and, um, you know, chaotic. And if that's the case though, you know, I feel like those aspects are needed to birth some of the concepts that I've created. I think I had to go through things, you know, and have, like a lot of disorder disordered thoughts that you know um might be seen as you know delusions or being delusional but i feel like as long as back to the david bowie thing as long as you know you still you know you're not quite touching the ground there at all as long as you can maybe make your way back to it or at least know it's there you know, the ground, comfort, sanity, you're going to be okay. I don't feel like um, being delusional is necessarily bad. I feel like it's absolutely necessary to some creative processes and it's just chaotic. But, um, and you know, like people could call it these things, but I feel like it's an artistic process but people might, you know, put the words, you know, delusional, paranoid, this, that, you know, chaotic in a bad way. Cause I mean, like I, most of the time when people are saying things are chaotic, it's not really like a good thing. Um, you know, like, I feel like people want to be more on the spectrum of order because like, that's, you know, like better, but not necessarily. Like, There's a blind spot there because the, you know what? There's good order 
And then there is bad order. There's, you know, tyrannical, you know, evil kind of like controlling order. I mean, that's a spectrum too, right? Like, I think it's, we we're way more willing to see, um, the bad in chaos than we are to see the bad in order and vice versa. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, it depends. Like a lot of people just, that's a good point. Want to kind of have, go ahead. Oh no, you're, you're fine. Um, I just feel like, uh, oftentimes people don't want to leave their comfort zone either, especially on their viewpoints and those things. Um, but I feel like creative people, not all of them, of course, some creative people are kind of going to think that being chaotic is a bad thing, but a lot of creatives like for centuries, you know, have thrived off of that and like, you know, disordered thinking. Like, you know, cutting off your ear, things like that. That's usually a bit out there but or tesla people you know he was oh, looked yeah. at as a crazy guy but like he was of actually course. quite brilliant obviously yeah no absolutely like, there is an element of of you know people live in their own bubble um with their philosophies on life and you know everything that they think is true to them and when someone comes into their reality that really maybe makes them question some of that stuff it's just not a pleasant experience for them yeah i feel like people don't like being uncomfortable which is i mean teach their own but i feel like discomfort and disorder can be good things yeah experiencing an uh a different energy or a different viewpoint um, especially if it's something that maybe is diametrically opposed to what you think, I guess it can be unpleasant. That's okay, right? Yeah, I think it's all right. Because what happens when you entertain other ideas is then you can't go to sleep because you're afraid you might not wake up. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, that does happen. Michael. Um, you know uh, taking a couple steps back can you explain a little bit why you're fascinated with rotary phones (laughs) yeah I I really don't know about that I mean I'm fascinated with a lot of things that are like very um, old school and analog like um, and it's something that I have to kind of do again the time will come when it's you know it's kind of incubating um but I kind of don't like digital things like phones. Like it's just so easy for sinister people to like tap your phone, things like that. Just technology. Like it's, is it a necessary evil or can we just kind of cut the cord and go back a bit? Um, That's kind of a, a thought process that I'm exploring. I, listen to like a lot of cassette tapes i started doing that a bit ago and just trying to like leave the phone alone like 
cut off technology. I have a typewriter, just kind of go back. And, you know, like who it's also like if you're going through a bout of paranoia or something and, but I mean, there are, you know, technology is not ideal for some ideas. You want that on paper flowing through, you know, either just like writing it by hand or using a typewriter. Some people are not good at like typing, you know, but me being a nineties baby or what, unfortunately I'm just kidding. Um, I just sometimes I just sometimes feel like I was I should have been born earlier, but I'll take the youth while I have it too. Um but it I I'm I can type fast. So sometimes when I have ideas it's more comfortable and easier to type, but I don't want it on a computer. So I've really come to love my typewriter. It's loud, just like a wrote you know, an old phone, but um it's better it just feels better it sounds like there there's an element of paranoia there yeah which, which some people like i said might you know it might be perceived as bad but if that didn't exist i would never be able to experience that comfort of the typewriter and how i can create differently than you know on a computer it, it just feels different i'm like i'm all about that um like just feeling things and like the sensuality of a typewriter and like analog photography there's just a different feel to it and it's more real it's more raw you can't photoshop that you know we really right. can't erase things once they're on paper like that sure you can scribble them out but they're like a beauty in that chaotic scribble rather than just a backspace i really this resonates with me suzanne like i like writing lyrics on paper and then if i mess it up i've done a few times where i've like scribbled out the words and i've drawn something over it to like yeah to make it's it a, a different feeling doodle. yeah there's a difference between like somebody sitting and playing with an acoustic guitar and uh, a pro tools musician who's like cutting and pasting their tracks, yeah. you know? I mean, like, I, with my mixed media work, I love mixing the two and I yeah. feel like that could be, make some great music, you know, mixing the actual guitar and then doing some fun things and like post-production, but there, you know, there is different when things are raw and real, you know, like, I feel like a lot of music out nowadays, it's all production, um, which is not necessarily a bad thing because you can manipulate sounds in a great way, you know, but when people rely on that and there's, you know, and also their agents and people that have really crafted their image, taking oftentimes from underground artists like myself, there's really no substance there. There's no real sensuality. There's no, like, it's just not real. It's like fake, you know, like, you know, like cheap, like, you know, just sex sells, but is it really that special, you know, things like that. Well, is, you know, that's the second time you use the word sensuality. I wonder because sensuality is different than sex. You know? Yeah, and I feel like it, the the it, it's yeah. There's just it's it's lacking too. Like mm. everything is just about you know getting 
implants and there's nothing wrong with that if it makes you feel good but it's just for it to be a standard thing it just isn't you know it's not sensual like that's just all like sex 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 sells you know capitalism and that's like a big battle that i'm fighting in my head and not just in my head in the real world just capitalism and art like the death of art by capitalism people just wanting to make money not caring about art like there's no sensuality and just cheap sex you know unless maybe it's like a explicit affair full of passion but that's a different story to tell but generally like sensuality and like the tease of things and like not full-on boom and then also just you know that goes with like production too you know it's just you can really art make things a bit too artificial where there's no actual core to it and it's just someone purely producing something for profit and what they think that will sell because you know sex does sell but does that mean that it's you know there's any feeling to it generally I don't think so. It just feels like you're tapping into something really, really like at the core of what we're seeing in culture right now. Because I look at a place don't like get me Austin. started on that, dude. That's one of the things that that I had a rant about. Was you just stepped on my rant? I was going to rant. I call her Woman X. Well, I'm really thinking about this. Like <laughs> the Woman X that pop culture and media puts out there. Yeah, this like arbitrary standard of behavior, physical beauty and what have you and then a lot of women of all ages especially young women they think well if i don't look like woman x if i don't act like woman x then therefore i'm not beautiful or i'm not validated in this society and i think that's a huge problem man i really do well i look at i look at a place like austin and I go, well, this was a hub for musicians and creative people. And you look at it now and it's changed so much. Like it's very drastically, you see this, well, Suzanne, you talk about like capitalism and art and how there's this, like they somehow work together, but it's like once this artistic, wonderful place is found, it's like all the capitalists rush in to try to dissect it up and, and make money off it. And oh, then yeah. it's like that thing that, that, that everyone rushed in for, poof, is gone. All of the arts. And, and it's funny, too, because I speak to a lot of uh, Austinites about like what's going on in the culture and like what's happening. And they all say the same story. They say all the all, the reason why everybody came here, that's already long gone. Like all those people, they've left. They're all gone now. It's all high rises. They've got like 50 additional high rises they're in the works to build in the next few years that they haven't even started yet. You know what it's akin to, dude? Um, I know people who, who love nature and they go out, they like exploring and they like finding little places that where they can go and kind of sit and think about life or maybe write or whatever, right? And they have these little oasis places that no one knows about. And they like going there because there's something really special about it, right? And then right. it's like once once people catch wind that, oh, there's this cool place you can go to, then all of a sudden it's a little bit disturbed. There might be a piece of trash left here. Maybe there's a fire pit there now, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. I don't know. But you know what I mean. It's right. no longer it's changed. It's no longer this it's no longer pure. It's no longer what it was like you said the whole reason people went there to begin with you know 
it's kind of it's not that anymore i think there's an element to that maybe i think suzanne i, I kind of i'm curious about this battle you talk about like this capitalism and art battle like we all have to make a living somehow right like we got to be able to pay our bills and eat and live and things but it's like how do we find what the heck you know are we doing how do we find balance like because i mean like i don't know it's so weird about culture it's like there's this this heart in our culture of art that's pure and lovely and wonderful and then it's like everyone rushes in to chop it up and make money off it you know what i mean yeah i mean so, yeah i mean it's like how the world works as of right now it would be great for things to like really shift that's i think that's a part of my goal as an artist is to be as authentic as possible and to like really speak on these things because a lot of people just do what they can to get into the industry and like, you know, become, you know, you see them in their first album. It's not how they're really looking anymore. Once they're, you know, the, the production team gets a hold of them. And there's nothing wrong with like evolution as an artist and like changing eras and looks it's not what i'm getting at either but um yeah that's the battle really with that but also with what you were saying with you know you, of course everyone wants to make a living and like the battle with that side of you know making money off art but honestly i feel like this is um a bit of two concepts the first being charles bukowski and um just if you ever hear him and his views on starving artists and then also um the philosopher nietzsche's will to power these are two things that have really influenced me um you know because i have truly starved for my art and that is something that I obviously don't recommend to others, but it's not advice when that is your life, you will go to extremes kind of like the will to power. Um, and that's something that I'm still researching. It's not something that I absolutely understand by any means, but, um, you know, like just people like really get into the industry for the wrong reasons and, you know, they wouldn't be willing to go a meal or two or without a meal or two to really stand for their art and let it be seen by the world and to be able to create it and have that time to create it because that was what Charles Bukowski was saying that, you know, in order to really have that time to create, he had to starve, you know, like, you know, you can work a nine to five, but you're losing time. So sometimes you have to go without things and, you know, like be a little hungry, which is not necessarily good. And that's also a problem with the world we live in, living in a capitalist society, not giving people resources like food um, and housing is like very difficult too. I'm lucky I was never homeless, but at some points in Los Angeles, I was definitely like borderline 
And some people might see that as irresponsible, but you know, when you're like following your life path, sometimes it puts you in situations that are uncomfortable and it's testing you to see how bad it really means to you. And if your art really means something to you, you will, you know, you'll accept that risk of being seen as the world is this or that because you're going without. And, you know, these are people oftentimes with silver spoons too, that throw judgment, but it's also beside the point. Um, I'm kind of throwing a lot in this little spiral here, but just basically truly living that life and you know, being willing to go without those things to acquire, not necessarily power, but, you know, I guess somewhat, um, so that kind of brings up the philosophical aspect to it as well, but, you know, being willing to risk losing things to gain more, you know, whether that be more time to create or just more, you know, of anything to get it out there. Um, I feel like capitalism, if people are truly able to stand by their art to the point where, you know, they're missing meals, you know, like really roughing it to make their art known. If people were willing to truly do that for their art, the industry would not be what it is because it's not that people are doing other things to have their art known. They have connections. They don't have to, you know, they're fucking eating well, which is fine. I wish everybody could, but we live in a government too, you know, like it's pretty hard to get benefits to, you know, get food stamps sometimes too. Like, you know, these are problems that are with capitalism, you know, like capitalism is not necessarily in my opinion for the people it's for the profit of off the people sometimes at least with art but yeah i could go on and on it's it's a um a bigger problem but it's it definitely has kind of ruined what art is People used to really appreciate art and, you know, but now, and it's just not how it is. You can go and get a digital copy of a piece of art and it's, you know, not what it is. And there's this rush to like this, this metaverse world that we're all basically rushing to buy where the people are literally buying real virtual real estate, you know, that everyone's just going to live in this world. And I, and I see, I value in it. I can understand why people are excited about it. I understand why art, like I actually talked to a, a VR artist recently and, and literally what she does is she is an artist that goes, that puts on the goggles and creates art in the virtual world, like a completely opposite analog, right? Like all digital, like, feet in and there's there's some really cool stuff coming from that that realm that sphere i actually think there's value in it but at the same time if we only value the digital and we completely drop the analog just like we only value the capitalism we completely drop the whole purpose of art which is this human expression then it's like i think that i think we get lost you know what i mean oh yeah there's a there's a very um 
real thing that I think you were speaking to, Suzanne, kind of the heart of the matter for most creatives and most people that want to live their dream, that you're at this weird disadvantage where in order to make it happen, you have to rough it, it feels like. You know, like you say, whether it's for the time or for the to do it in this way so that you can have more sanity or whatever, whatever situation that you have to put yourself into to make your dream a reality. It's, it seems like that road is paved with a little more extra layer of hardship than people that just kind of toe the company line, so to speak. Definitely. Um, it's hard to be authentic. It's hard to be an independent artist and not a product of something because I feel that a lot of, you know, what the industry does is they just create um, things that aren't real and like overproduce things to make them, you know, suitable to, for mass consumption and like m making profit. Um, so it's not quite real. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know. I, I, it's, uh, it's difficult to really put in words, but too. Yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot going on there. I mean, there, there are a few things in and of themselves that you brought up that we could talk about for hours on end. Uh, it's just nice to to enter this realm of thought, you know, maybe because a lot of people don't really choose to walk down the creative path. So maybe there's a lot of these things that they'd never really thought about. No, that's um, very true. I feel like a lot of people just turn on the radio and they don't really understand like how things happen and like the disadvantages that real artists often have before there are any advantages to, you know, and like a lot of people give up their dreams because of, you know, it's obviously not easy, but I feel that if things were different and not based on just profit, like, which is asking for a lot, I guess, but if there was an actual appreciation for the artists rather than just like the products and the dollar signs, like it, things would be different. Like, you know, like I often wonder what people see me as, do you see me as an artist or do you see me as a cash grab a way that you can like, you know, fiddle with the ATM that, or whatever you see me as to like get a few dollars at my disadvantage, you know, like it's a real disadvantage to be an artist sometimes. And I feel like, you know, not trying to dwell on negativity by saying that it's just something that needs to be spoken about. And it's not something that anybody really speaks about. I really appreciate that too. And, and for what it's worth, I don't want to, I don't want to speak for Ryan, but I am going to, I think I, it's fair to say that Ryan might agree with me that uh, we see you as a very fascinating person, very fascinating human being. There's this intrigue there. Um, and it's funny. It's like, yeah. Like, what do you see me as this? Well, how do we view other humans like commodities or as human beings? 
you know? Well, it's a real thing. It makes me think of the music industry and yeah. commodity. Commodity yeah. is the word, right? For a lot of these big record labels, um, to speak to the point that Suzanne is making, when they see a young, hyper-talented individual, do they yeah. see a young, hyper-talented individual or do they see dollar signs? Oftentimes you know. it's dollar signs and I'm not trying to be like negative by saying that it's just, I mean, you know, it's the truth. It's just, that's, that's what makes money. It's like, you know, cheap overproduced things like sex, 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 you know, where's the feeling in it? Where's the actual core of it all? It's so washed out because it gets depleted when, you know, it goes from the original source to these people that think that they, you know, know it all. They know, like, they've got the recipe, you know, they, they took the recipe, they've got it. They're going to make their sauce, but, you know, they're going to fuck it up because the recipe didn't tell you this, this, and that, that I add in there. I only, you know, you're only getting a few ingredients. And by the time it gets to the product that they're creating, you know, it's just cheap. It's like, you know, that $1.09 sauce that you're buying, it's fucking cheap. Like there's no flavor to it. There's no core. There's no, you know, if, you know, these things should be like sensual and like, you know, like there should be some sort of feeling to it. You know, like if, if you had those spices, like that sensuality would increase and that cheap sex play sex appeal would like not be there. And like, you know, it can still be, it's, it's like, sorry, kind of got off track there, but it can still be. No, I love be, the food um, analogy. The sauce analogy is really working for me. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, like people, people think they've got the recipe and like, yeah. they really don't, you know, like it's a cheap imitation. Like, you know, the, like I said, it's, it's freaking the generic brand pasta sauce. It's the bottom line. It all comes back to the bottom line. Cause I've thought about that. You know, it's like if you're paying 99 cents for a hamburger, there's definitely something sacrificed to there. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, that's kind of like, like you're talking about. That is one of the things about capitalism that, that bothers me is how can we, it's always about the bottom line. How can we cut costs? How can we, and there, there is taking advantage of, laced in there unfortunately and um it just it feels like we've gone so far down that road as a society like i like you said you don't want to be too um negative about it like you want to be optimistic but yeah. it's going to be an interesting journey to turn it back the other way yeah, no, it's definitely, yeah, I feel like that's part of why I am so passionate about my art is because I have real things to say and there is real meaning to it. And I hope to influence the scope of art with my art, but I also, you know, like I want to really change the meaning of mixed media in some aspects and really influence the art world, but I also hope to kind of influence how the industry works and for people to realize, you know, that like what's happening 
you know, like to really realize what art is rather than just consumption of, you know, the cheap sauce. That is one thing that we um, really appreciated. Um, we're, I mean, anyone who listens to this is going to realize it, but when we uh, first talked to you is how much you just want to create for the sake of creating and, and putting it out there. Um, how, how that motivation living in a society we do can really be hijacked. I think for some people, even who set out to do that, um, you can get caught up in it. So it is an interesting, um, it is an interesting thing, you know, like assessing, motivations for why we do things I think is extremely important definitely and I feel like um, you should always try and have pure intentions like if you're doing something to make money it's not necessarily like the best thing but you know we live in a society where everything is so focused on money people become like obsessed with money and how they can get it at the easiest way at anyone's expense and they don't really think about things like art like it's an afterthought you know people don't think about sensuality they think about sex like you know what i mean like there's the real sensuality and like our naturalness too um like your natural beauty like you were saying but um but you know like people look past that they some people never learn to appreciate who they are and they go and like hop on the train to get you know the cookie cutter look that's in or whatever like it's you know this influences like all aspects of life not just the that's entertainment the industry talking about yeah basically yeah and you're yes and i know you like mentioned that you're a natural beauty so i just wanted to kind of reiterate that <laughs> yeah people just i think there's an element of you know it's something that has come up being yourself is all that anyone should expect of you like being the best version of yourself yeah you no know? people try and fit into a mold like i feel like you know like instead of like experiencing like the actual and core feelings of things they just kind of try to fit in a mold you know they try they don't really explore their true power yeah that arbitrary standard is hanging over us i feel like and um, people are afraid to step out of it you know yeah no definitely it's something that i hope changes because if things kind of continue at the rate that they are it's just like i don't know that i want to really be a part of that world where it's like cool to not care about things that are real and it's just so artificial and um there's nothing wrong with adding some spice that may be synthetic or whatever there's i'm not saying that but just losing like that 
core of who you are, I think happens. I don't feel like, and you know, that, that's something that takes a long time to learn too, and really like honor. It's uh, hard for people to honor themselves. So, and honor art too. Like, so these things kind of all, like, it's, you know, goes to all aspects of life. I feel like, uh, I think Michael, you would agree. We talked a little bit about this not too long ago that once you finally decide definitively and, and like you mentioned, Suzanne, we should be allowed to evolve as people right, or as artists. But once you kind of have an idea of who you want to be definitively and you kind of plant your flag on that, a lot of times you get the reactions that you get aren't as positive as you hoped they would be because anyone who's willing to say, you know, this is who I'm going to be. This is what I'm going to do. And I don't care about the mainstream or the common opinion there. The reactions might not be as positive as you would hope, but you definitely feel a different layer of peace. And I feel like being at peace with yourself is more valuable than the perception of you, which might be Ryan is X or Ryan is Y perception, right? But I'm just being me. And if I'm at peace with myself, I think that's the most important thing. I don't know if you guys, how you guys feel about making that decision. Um, I feel like people shouldn't put labels on things like that too. And it might just be that, you know, like they aren't perceiving it in the way that I do. Um, I, I don't know. Am I kind of going on your wave there? Yeah, I think that's kind of what I, that, that's basically what I'm trying to say is, you know, you have no idea how people are going to per perceive what you're doing. Um, yeah, I don't think that should matter. I feel like people focus on that too much because they want to be marketable and they're too busy focusing on, you know, like making things that are not really genuine just for the sake of trying to, I don't know, probably focus on profits like i really don't think it should matter how people perceive you is that's how you authentically are like that's what you should be creating like art shouldn't really you shouldn't be creating art with the like oh i wonder how this is going to be perceived like that's that kind of goes beyond the purpose of art like it's supposed to make people perceive it differently i absolutely hope people would you know, it would make them think and like wonder how they perceive it. That's kind of the purpose of art. Like I would never want to just make something that's safe. Like, oh, that's a safe bet. People are going to think this or that about it. Like that's not the point that I'm trying to really achieve with creating at all. I'm kind of laughing to myself because you wouldn't be here if you were worried about that. <laughs> the way this conversation has evolved but yeah um it, it makes me uh it makes me think of stan lee you know saying that talking about the way he write he would write stories is that he'd want to 
writes something that that he says that I would myself enjoy. You know, yeah. instead of like focusing on what I think there's a it's easy right, to yeah. overemphasize. At the time, that was not the norm. That was going no, on a limb to do that. It it and it it it's so easy to overemphasize external validation. It's so easy to do it, and that's so oh, much yeah. of what we're seeking. You know, and and that internal validation, like you were talking about, Ryan, earlier, um, you know, doing art for the art's sake, that's the internal thing. That's the thing that, that's the realness. That's the authenticity that really connects us to the ether or whatever, the universe, the na nature, whatever you want to call it. Um, I really can't tell you how much I'm just enjoying listening well, to both you know of what you I'm, right now. I'll be completely honest right now. Um, hmm. I just want to say thank you to both of you for being willing to talk about these things in a in a public way and and obviously everyone who's been on because we're all creative people and these are conversations that i think everyone needs to hear to to understand you know that some people are walking a road that's a little bit different and maybe being able to understand why we want to do that or maybe for the people that are struggling they can hear i'm not the only one i can keep going or you know hearing oh i never thought of it that way but it it does make sense to me you know i'm just i mean there's a danger when you're speaking so here. candidly i mean we're speaking so candidly things can you know it's hard to really you know, make full points sometimes. And obviously like our conversation itself is we're not having it because we want it to be perceived any kind of way. Like we're just putting out our feelings into this conversation. So I feel like there's some value in that. Yeah, meaningful conversations. That's what, why we don't edit do. these things. Yeah, we script these things. You know, it's just it's not conducive to what we're trying to do. You're conducive to what we're trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> made you laugh, but uh, uh, it flew by today, man. It really did. Like I, I, I just had so much fun. Like for real, good times. Um, before we go here Suzanne is there anything that you would like to say about your second edition of your poetry book so yeah I am going to be putting it out um, which is like a struggle um, like an artistic struggle definitely that I was having like even pulling the book I, I feel like I'm glad that I did because it wasn't necessarily at all about how it was being perceived, but rather how I perceived it. And I wasn't fully happy with how I was perceiving the book. So I decided to pull it. But with that notion of not really caring or making that book, you know, caring about how people perceive it, I am going to be putting it back out, just changing it so I am fully happy with it. So that will be coming out in the spring or summer of this year. I will definitely post updates on my Instagram and my website. Cool. Yay. And then I'm also working on like a lot of film stuff. Um, I've been 
having some like technical difficulties um, and things like that, which should be kind of apparent by how the disorder of this <laughs> interview. Um, but I'm definitely making and crafting a lot of great concepts. Some that are things that I just have to put out in the world that um, I've been working on for a minute and that some that are new and I'm really looking forward to that and excited about it. It's definitely just helping me in all kinds of ways to creatively finding who I am as an artist. Um, and yeah, I'm just really excited to put them into the world and just create things. Um, but yeah, I'll definitely be posting like updates on my website about all these things and my Instagram. And based on uh, how much you've talked about liking to mother your art, I guess it's pretty momentous that they're seeing the light of day. Huh? Yeah, they're they're taking a lot of energy. Like it's, I can only imagine how it is to be nursing it child i've never like had a child or been pregnant with anything other than ideas but um it's a it's a hard process and like i said it's you know it's experimental i it's not necessarily mentally safe um i've been told but you know i think it was david lynch that said he refused therapy because he was told it could hinder his creative process. And so I'm also like a firm believer in that too. I, you know, definitely try and keep up with the mental health and don't let it get too far. Cause I don't want to like chop off body parts, but. Um, I hope not. Yeah, no, it's not, it's not in the deck of cards. I don't think at least, but um yeah, I've been mothering a lot of things, incubating a lot of things. It's definitely taken a lot out of me, but I'm really proud of where it's going and excited to see what comes of it all because there's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, dealing with... Uh dealing with your personal consciousness sometimes can be overwhelming. And I think each individual has to find uh, the best way to navigate that. Um, and again, beautiful listeners, we weren't giving advice, right? <laughs> we're not giving advice. We're talking about open-ended conversations and experiences. It's absolutely life is an individual, absolutely. individual thing. <laughs> oh man. But I mean, I guess in the spirit of giving advice, uh, Suzanne, do you have any advice that you would give our beautiful listeners? Um, just kind of stemming off of what we said, just to be authentic and don't create caring about how it's going to be perceived because it's really not important. You should be creating because it's like a true concept. It's something that you believe in 
and something that you want to see out there and something that means something to you and maybe that can help others or you know impact them in some way but that really should not be the thought process just focus on creating and make sure that it is 100% you you know get your own ingredients make your own recipe and follow it and really really make sure it's the best that it can be I love that absolutely what about you Ryan any words of wisdom to share don't stay up until you pass out <laughs> I wouldn't, no. let's just be wild and free baby take power naps <laughs> power naps <laughs> do you have anything you would like to say michael I, you never we never ask you sometimes we do uh do we? I guess we don't. Well, I have. Yeah, for sure. Um, do whatever makes you happy and fuck everybody else. I agree with that. <laughs> but uh, like we that. we love all of you, our beautiful listeners and, and friends. And uh, you know that. And keep listening. Bye. I'm here inside the sound for now. We can't be